Hello and welcome to the Geek Interview Podcast. I'm Jeremy Pappas, alongside, as always, a man who's a legend in somebody else's time, Mr. Russell Jones. Russell! It's tough being a legend. It's hard out there for a hero. It's, I, I believe that it's it's actually hard out there for a, for a pimp. Like I said, heroes. <laughs> really now? <laughs> That's going to get me in trouble. Yeah, I think you just came out in favor of the sex trade. So the podcast is off to a great start. Aww. What you up to? Other than catching a wild case of child trafficking, um, no, I'm, I'm uh, still working on some video game reviews. Um, there's been a decent amount of video game news and reviews the past couple of weeks. Just polished off Serious Sam 3 for Xbox Live Arcade, which was grindingly mind-numbing in some places. You would think that huge, massive waves of enemies over and over and over that you could just unload your entire stockpile of ammunition on would be fun. After about six hours... Not so much. Not so much. Yeah. And I'm finishing up uh, the new DLC for Borderlands 2, Captain Scarlet and her Pirate's Booty. So, hmm. been playing that with the Necromancer, the new class that was also a DLC. So I'm going to write articles on both of those for next week. And looking forward to some other stuff down the line. So, lots of stuff going on. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of stuff going on. Uh, we have two pretty big news, big pieces of news from the superhero comic world superhero comic movie world um do we want to start with dc or do we want to start with marvel that age-old question yeah you could do a coin toss but i think the um i think the marvel stuff is pretty straightforward let's start with that Right, so we have a lot of uh, we have some new uh, information on Thor, Iron Man three, and Ant Man. Um, not a whole lot on them individually, unfortunately. Uh, as far as Ant Man, will it's they have a date now, at November sixth of twenty fifteen. Still, no word on what Ant Man we'll see. Uh, I know our mutual friend, Mr. Adam Philpot, uh, and I share a belief that it should be the revamped Ant-Man, uh, Eric O'Grady, a.k.a. the irredeemable Ant-Man. Uh, but I'm starting to think more and more that that's not going to be the case. Uh, because I think they would have started saying, it's a completely different look at a hero that's been around since the yada, 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 yada. So... They would have been signposting that and, and kind of letting people know that ahead of time if it was going to be that specific thing. Right. I mean, we all know the problems with doing Ant-Man with the original Ant-Man, with the wife beating and whatnot. Um, though they could very easily just gloss over that, and I don't think anyone would be like, hey, he's not hitting women. That's not canon. But um, Well, they, they would probably say that anyway, but <laughs> that's, well, thankfully we could ignore them. Regardless, right. No one with any sort of uh, – with any sense would pay attention to them. Uh, but I, I'd like to know more because having, if you haven't read Irredeemable Ant-Man, it's essentially the story of a low-level S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who steals the Ant-Man suit, and he's not a very good person, uh, through the whole thing, I mean, he's, he's not a very good person, he uses the Ant-Man suit to spy on women in the shower, and it's, he's, he's the world's most unlikable superhero, he arguably um, uses it the way that most people would if they yes. got most guys would if they got a um, if they got a suit that made them tiny. Exactly. He he. It's it's very well done. It's very interesting, and there is redemption 
but it's something you don't see in a lot of comic books and where you really you genuinely don't know who to root for because the bad guy is kind of a good guy and the good guy is kind of a bad guy so it was really it was really well done it was really interesting it lasted for a year which gave it a full arc but then we we had Eric O'Grady a little bit later on down the line um in another series that's name is escaping me right now but that so that's what i'm interested in in finding out what ant-man we're gonna get are we gonna get hank pym and pym particles and blah 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 blah, blah or are we gonna get uh eric o'grady irredeemable so we will see uh i understand why they're not really do, giving us the deluge of information on ant-man because the way ant-man is kind of um and you can disagree with me uh as far as this is concerned but ant-man is kind of a we'll call him a second tier hero in the public consciousness. People know who Ant-Man is. They know what he does, but he doesn't have a really huge following. They're gonna, there's this, there's sort of a phenomenon that happens before any comic book movie comes out. And that's everybody suddenly becomes a longtime fan of whatever that comic book is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it just happens. Everyone, when, before Thor came out or while Thor was out, everyone was, Oh, I've been reading Thor for blah, 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 which isn't true. I will be the first person to admit I have never been interested in Thor as a comic series. I know of it. I've read a little bit of it, but I've never been really all that interested in it. Um, the only thing that I have ever really read as far as Thor was concerned, um, had to do with his, uh, his association with the, uh, with the Avengers. And then I, I, I off shot from there a couple times, which actually one of the very few things I know about one of the very few storylines about Thor that I know, uh, has to do with the information we're going to get in a minute. But, um, but beyond that, I, Thor, I just know that he's a Norse God and Loki and Asgard and blah, 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 and Mjolnir and yada, yada, yada. It's same as everybody. So So I think probably, yeah, what you're probably going to see is with Ant-Man, especially there's going to be a long period where they do a bit of, you know, kind of education or public awareness where they, they do lots of things kind of showing off. This is who this person is. This is why you should care about them, which is more likely going to be why they go with the traditional quote-unquote type of ant-man as opposed to you know the kind of anti-hero-ish eric o'greedy the irredeemable ant-man just because it's it's easier for the public to grok and uh and to get with and to potentially go see and admittedly there's a much larger fan base for hank pym if only because everybody knows who he is now i think they're keeping the information to uh to sort of a a low extent because they don't want to start ramping the bandwagon fans up because bandwagon fans are important to the success of these comic book movies. They don't want to start ramping the bandwagon than fans up right now since the movie doesn't come out until 2015. So yeah, I think they're kind of keeping it low and getting it in. And then later on, they're going to start ramping it up and everyone can be a huge fan of Ant-Man and he can have a great opening day and it'll be fantastic. Yeah. So that's what we know about Ant-Man. Uh, Iron Man 3 uh, and Thor The Dark World will both be in 3D. Um that's May 3rd for Iron Man 3 this coming May and November 8th for Thor Dark World. Uh, we, there's also a plot synopsis for Thor. That's the only thing we know about Iron Man 3. 
Uh, but there's there is a plot synopsis for Thor: The Dark World, and I'll uh, I'll read it real quick. Uh, Marvel's Thor: The Dark World continues the big screen adventures of Thor: The Mighty Avenger as he battles to save Earth and all the nine realms from a shadowy enemy that predates the universe itself. In the aftermath of Marvel's Thor and Marvel's The Avengers, so this is going to be happening after the continuity of Thor and Avengers. Thor fights to restore order across the cosmos, but an ancient race led by the vengeful Malekith returns to plunge the universe back into darkness. Faced with an enemy that even Odin and Asgard cannot withstand, Thor must embark on its most perilous and personal journey yet, one that will reunite him with Jane Foster and force him to sacrifice everything to save us all. Um, so there's that. That tells us a lot about what's going to go on as far as Thor is concerned. First of all, it is it is after the uh, events of Thor and the Avengers, and a lot of people were kind of thinking they would do a pre would do a prequel to both of those, if only to avoid the the whole "Well, why aren't the Avengers here?" thing. Uh, but that's clearly not the case. And then we know who the bad guy is, and that's Malekith. So. Um, raises the other question that a lot of people have and that kind of goes back to our previous point that right. is Malekith. Yeah, who the hell is Malekith? Uh Malekith is a dark elf. Uh he is a resident or an oftentimes resident of Svartalheim. I'm pronouncing that incorrectly because my Norwegian is not real great. Um I've always pronounced it Svartalheim, so whatever. The one thing that everyone knows of that that Thor or people that know Thor know about uh, Malekith is that he has the casket of ancient winters, which is just a box that can let out the uh, cold of the, the plane of death. Um, he has at times teamed up with uh, Loki. He's at times teamed up with demons. He's at times teamed up with frost giants. Uh, the ancient race they're talking about, I would have to assume would be the dark elves. So, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a side of Thor, uh, of sort of the Thor mythos that you don't get as often. It's not top tier Thor. It's more kind of secondary tier Thor, but it could be very interesting. It goes really into the, um, fantasy side of Thor. That's always mm -hmm. been, you know, that, that portion of his character. I remember watching, there's a Thor animated, uh, movie that's a that you can watch on Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, that is Thor and Loki as children, uh, and you know going on kind of wacky adventures around Asgard and the Nine Realms. And it deals a bit with you know it deals a lot with the relations between uh, Asgard, the Frost Giants, the Dark Elves, you know all of that. And it's really an interesting setup. I mean, the movie turns pretty grim actually for for what you would expect out of it it's not all just you know happy fun times uh so i i've i enjoyed it and you know if you're looking for more thor there's an there's an option to go see more thor and maybe get a little education in on just what, what exactly you know how the whole thing lines up in terms of who's friends with who and why mm -hmm. because the dark elves correct me if i'm wrong the dark elves world was destroyed by the frost giants and Asgard stopped the Frost Giants, but they never actually, say, quote-unquote, punished the uh, the Frost Giants for destroying the Dark Elves' world. They just allied with the Dark Elves and made sure that they had Sanctuary. That's kind of a key plot point for that animated film. But, you know, like all comics, um, like all comics' background and histories, it can be changed at a whim. So right, and they will that may not necessarily be. Exactly. That may not necessarily be the same kind of background that you see in every other, you know, Thor arc. Mm -hmm. But 
I'm I'm actually I'm personally interested to see more of, uh, you know, the Nine Realms ish stuff. Uh, there were there were people who complained about uh about Asgard and about you know seeing all that and spending so much time there as opposed to Thor on Earth. But frankly, Thor's a more interesting character when he's in there and and doing stuff and and throwing down in there. I mean, yeah, he's he's good as a as an Avenger. But the whole depowered Thor kind of interacting on Earth, you get you get a little bit of that, and then okay, let's move on to, to the actual yeah, fun. But stuff. but as you as they mentioned on the thing, he is being reunited with Jane Foster, so Earth is involved somehow, and I would assume he would come back to it. Right. I don't think we will see uh, depowered Thor again, uh, because in fact, I I can go ahead right now and say I I would be stunned if they did depowered Thor again. I think that would be a huge mistake because now we've. We had depowered Thor. We had powered Thor, uh, which was essentially all of the all of Thor, right? Yeah. I mean, there was Devastator was meh. It was never it was never a huge good guy versus bad guy story. It was more a Thor story. It was more a story about Thor. Uh, with it, it's kind of uh, Batman Begins ish, where you did you had a you had a villain, but meh, not really. Uh, the Scarecrow was taken care of with, like, a half a punch, and I think Batman was eating a sandwich while he beat him. Um, <laughs> it it looks like a really good sandwich, but I felt that he, for the for the, at least the sake of the movie, he should have put the hoagie down and really focused on uh, focused on Scarecrow. But uh, it, it, that was sort of the original Thor. That was sort of the first Thor movie. It was more about Thor, less about the Devastator and Loki and yada yada yada. We got all of the all of that in Avengers, so we have that puzzle piece now. Now I think we'll we'll see Thor fully powered coming to Earth to do something, uh, and then we'll have um, we'll have Malekith involved and. You, you might have a similar opening a portal to Earth kind of deal. Um, not entirely certain, but it is it is interesting. So here's, here's a question for it: Do you think that Loki will play a part? I mean, yeah, they'll they make a side to Loki certainly. Uh -huh. You can't have Thor without mentioning Loki at some point. Yeah. I would argue, especially considering the things that they've done with the previous movie. But do you think that he may be a bit of a factor, or at least something that they use to push ahead the Hey, you remember the stuff that happened in the last Thor movie? You remember the stuff that happened in Avengers? Mm -hmm. Here's another bit of moving that story forward just a little bit to let you know yeah we're working on another avengers movie i think there are there are two if i thinking about it if i were a filmmaker there are two ways i would take loki in the second movie first of all he would not be all over the second movie we've we we are we are full on loki we're, we're full up as far as loki's concerned i think he'll probably be imprisoned you'll either he'll either be kind of Hannibal Lecter like where yeah, Thor will go man. and well, well where I meant thematically not looks like but I mean, you never know <laughs> uh where where Thor might talk to him and he might because he, he does have history with Malekith um and I don't know if they'll bring that out or not though you might also see a little bit of Loki redemption which is possible I mean Loki is a complex character even in the Thor cinematic universe so you could very easily see some Thor redemption, or I'm sorry, some Loki redemption, where Thor goes to Loki and Loki gives him a piece of the puzzle that he would not otherwise have, so he's able to to save, uh, you know, to save the day. Uh, 
But in the end, ultimately serves Loki's interest because he's Loki. Right. But, but, you know, doing good, doing bad. That's the interesting thing about Loki is, is, is obviously that ambiguity between is he good? Is he bad? Is he really super neutral? Um, to where he has to, he has like a little tally in his cells. Like, well, I did one good thing. I have to do one bad thing later. So I'm going to spit at the guard later (laughs) (laughs) to make up for it. I mean, I've always, that kind of Loki has always been sort of my, my, my kind of what I like about Loki is that for every good turn, a bad turn is, is done and vice versa. So he owes us something good. So I guess we, we might potentially see it as uh see it in thor the dark world now we know um we're getting captain america winter soldier in april uh which is awesome and we're also getting guardians of the galaxy in august so those are your two uh big movies for 2014 uh was we were talking to adam and he and he said that uh I'm not. I've I've never been interested in Guardians of the Galaxy. I know Russell kind of uh, shares that disinterest, um, but it's being. I I didn't know this. It's it was partially written and fully directed by, or it's being partially written and fully directed by James Gunn. Yep. Were, were we talking about that with Adam? Um, may have been. It's I been long enough. I think that... so. It's being uh, directed by James Gunn. Writing credits are to a handful of different people, including Gunn in the screenplay. Right. That almost makes me interested in Guardians of the Galaxy. I really like what game what James Gunn does, uh, and I'm that means I might go see it. I mean, I I know very very little about Guardians of the Galaxy. It's never piqued my interest whatsoever. I know there are animals involved. Um, well, let's look at let's look at Gunn's filmography for what he's known for. 2010 Super. Right. Actually, I Slither. just as as a matter of fact, I just finished watching uh, a movie he did in 2000 called The Specials. Literally mm-hmm. last night, a friend of mine told me that uh, he actually gave me the DVD and said I needed to watch it. And it's a superhero film. Uh, it's got Rob Lowe and James Gunn is of course in it, and Thomas Hayden Church, and um, uh, what's her name? She voices Cheryl in Archer, Pam Greer. Judy Greer, not Pam Greer, completely different. Um, Judy Greer, who is super hot in this movie. Uh, but it's a super, superhero flick made for a million dollars, which never happens. And uh, it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So that that goes to, to focus even more of my love of James Gunn, because he's very funny. Thomas Hayden Church was in this? Uh, yeah, it's called The Specials. It came out in 2000. It's about – it's set in a world where there are multiple groups of superheroes, and the specials are kind of the low the low men on the totem pole. Like their powers aren't necess- – their, their powers aren't useless, but they're not necessarily great. So it sounds kind of like um... – oh, It's no. a little bit like Mystery Men. It's yes, mis- Mystery Men. It's Mystery Men-esque, but it's, it's, but it's different. It's more – it's less heroy and more person-y. Uh, there are a lot of really crazy cameos. Uh, Jenna Fisher from The Office is in it. Melissa Joan Hart is in it as a as a superheroine called Sunshine Girl. G R R R L. Oh God! <laughs> she shows up and she's wearing what's essentially a homemade, almost like a headband that goes fully around her face that are rays of the sun, <laughs> trying to recruit. Uh, Deadly Girl, played by um, why do you want to Judy say Greer. Pam Greer, Judy Greer, um, 
and Judy Greer calls her a whore and tells her to get off of her property because she's apparently a member of um, uh, Melissa Joan Hart's character is apparently a member of the Fem Five. They're like a feminist superhero group. Um, but it's it was actually really funny. I enjoyed it quite a bit. So uh, and of course you have Rob Lowe being a, doing the perfect Rob Lowe part. Um, so it was it was a good movie. Not that you would get any of that with Guardians of the Galaxy, um, but you never know. So, but uh, yeah, James Gunn is it, it, James Gunn being attached to Guardians of the Galaxy makes me at the very least interested in it. Before, wasn't even considering going to see it. Yeah, because it's I don't I it just doesn't pique my interest. It's it's animals and right. I just it just well, does. Gunn did do Scooby Doo. Yes, he did do Scooby-Doo, which was not a terrible movie. Uh, it, it wasn't awful. It was not a movie for me. <laughs> but it, it was not a terrible movie, though he did leave a remake of George Romero's Dawn of the Dead to go work on Scooby-Doo 2, which is probably not the best <sighs> movie. <laughs> and he also, the last time I think we talked about James Gunn, um, he wrote uh, the story for Lollipop Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. So there's which uh, I still need to go out and see if I can get for really cheap now. That. I actually he's married to Jenna Fisher, as a matter of fact. Actually, no, oh. they they're separated. So yeah, never mind. Now he's dating some Japanese violinist, but he was married to Jenna Fisher for quite a while. I I didn't know if you said Japanese violinist or Japanese violent violentist. Violentist. I'm sorry, she's not a violinist, or is she? What? I'm confused. I'm going to get let's, off. Of let's jump Justice. out of Hollywood land. Um, and land right back into Hollywood land. Yeah, really. Um, so that's pretty much it as far as Marvel is concerned. DC. Moving companies completely. Everyone, the thing that's on everybody's mind as far as DC is concerned is Justice League movie. When are we going to have a Justice League movie? When are we going to have a Justice League movie? What's it going to be about? Okay. It's inevitable. There's going to be a Justice League movie. Yes. Just how and when. Because the Avengers exists, we will get Justice League. Yeah. Uh, Justice League Summer 2015. We know this because, according to, I'm reading this from the LA Times, uh, DC has won a legal victory for Warner Brothers over the rights to Superman. There's been some legal wrangling and the, we're not really even going to get into with the families of the creators of Superman, Siegel and Schuster. And the, the decision has swung in DC's favor. So they're able to now start working on um, the justice league, which is interesting. I, I say it's interesting because they're going to be working on Justice League while Nolan is doing Man of Steel. Yep. So, I, I, I really can't, <laughs> I, I can't, I, I can't even begin to figure out how they're going to do Justice League without movies to set it up. You know what I mean? Like, the only yep. Justice League member that has been in a movie that could possibly be co-opted into a Justice League movie, I would say, is Green Lantern. Because it's clearly not going to be Nolan's Batman. Right. It's clearly not going to be Man of Steel, because Man of Steel is going to be... They're going to be being made at the same time. At the very least, you're not going to have the same actor playing Superman in two different movies shooting at the same time. That's not going to happen. So the only one we've got is is, is Green Lantern. And Green Lantern was a terrible movie. According to everybody who saw it, 
I have not seen all of it. But according to everybody who's seen it, it is known for being a terrible movie. So what do you do? I think that they may just take Justice League and do a complete, you know, from the ground up, make it a, a, at the same time. This is kind of the origins of these characters as they are all joining into this group together. I mean, with New 52 Justice League, you had a different take on the, the superheroes as well as the um, as well as the whole, OK, let's get the team together thing. I mean, Superman wasn't exactly the way you remembered Superman. Green Lantern was a bit weird. Batman was a little diff. Well, Batman was still Batman. You can't really, you can't change you. Batman. You can't really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nature. I mean, that's just the way he is. Exactly. Um, but you had, you know, a lot of different things that were going on with the with the the new Fifty Two Justice League that could potentially be a blueprint for how to do the Justice League movie without all of the different movies to set it up. I mean, to to an extent, people know. The big, the big guys of DC a little better than they do the big guys of Marvel. Well, I mean, you have the big. I, I have to disagree. The only people that anyone knows are Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. Uh, yes, uh, yes. Those are. Those I are guarantee you, you ask a random person on the street where Wonder Woman came from, and he would say the 1970s. I guarantee you. Wonder Woman has a backstory and people don't, I mean, cause she's not a lot of people, I would say popular perception on Wonder Woman is that she's the female version of Superman, that she walks around and she's a lawyer and then she spins and she becomes Wonder Woman. They don't know that she's an Amazonian and she's actually not from this planet and all of this other stuff about Wonder Woman. I would argue the only two that you can, you can safely say people know and know enough to get their backstory are Superman and Batman. But then you have to go, you have to work with, because uh, who, who, who is the Justice League? Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern, Martian, Manhunter, and Wonder Woman. You might be able to throw in Green Arrow, you might be able to throw in Hawkman, but beyond that, those are your seven-ish. And New 52 dropped Martian Manhunter in favor of Cyborg. But at some point, Justice League had... God, almost everyone. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact, if you go to the Justice League's Wikipedia page, and I'm going to pull it up now, You, if, if it goes, when it when it usually tells you the list of Justice League members, there's a link to another page. <laughs> list yeah. of Justice League members. And there is, uh, it's, it's fucking massive. It's huge. Scarlet Skier was a member of Justice League Antarctica. Wow. I didn't even know Justice League Antarctica was a thing. Just um, yeah, Justice League International, Steel Vixen Vibe, Gypsy, they were all members of Firestorm, Phantom Stranger, Elongated Man, uh, Zatanya, Black Canary, they're, uh, yeah, they're really, yeah, they're huge. So, I, I, I don't see how you can do a Justice League movie with all of them unless it's fully... A, do you remember that scene in X Men? Um, the beginning, that what was the X Men Origins? Was it called X Men Origins? I don't remember. The 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 prequel X Men movie um, that I didn't really care for because they killed Darwin for absolutely. Yeah, I I know what you're talking about. Now. I'm not going to get into that because that pissed me off. Um, I mean, I am going to get yeah, it's first class. I'm going to get into that. You can't kill Darwin. That's his power. He doesn't die. You can't kill somebody who doesn't die to make a point. Darwin doesn't die. 
That's his power. He evolves. No matter what you do to him, he evolves. He, ev he evolved the ability to teleport out of danger. You can't kill Darwin and make him make any sense. Use somebody else if you're going to kill somebody. You can't kill the character that you can't kill. It, uh, rant over. Sorry. That really annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> the rest of the movie was okay. They killed Darwin, and I was just like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> you can't kill anybody kill the the stripper the the stripper wasp kill any of the other ones but you can't kill darwin because darwin his power means he can't die. okay um <laughs> just why you would do that why kill the one character that can't die i just just blew me away i could see you know the the scenes where they're getting the whole team together um, it's kind of the montage and they're going and at one point they go into a bar and Logan's sitting there and he's, they, they walk up to him like, Hey, we heard that you're in the, he's like, go oh, fuck yourself, which is a great scene. probably the best scene in the movie. That whole thing. The only way I can see them doing a justice league movie is if that was the whole movie <laughs> was them getting all of these other, these characters together. Like Howard, cause then you have to bring in a villain and, yep. and what DC villain could they bring in that people know really well? Other than Darkseid. Uh, but would they use Darkseid? Eh, Darkseid's a pretty big-ass big ass deal. That'd be like going for the Joker and Ra's al Ghul in the exact same movie with Batman. But would they use Darkseid? Yeah, because Darkseid also has to take a hell of a lot of explanation. Right, because he can't just... Cause he's a, he's a... And if you're spending all that time on, you know... Darkseid, how are you going to get... How are yeah. you going to, going to explain? I mean, because there are characters you have to explain. Let's go down the list. You know, we, I agree. You don't have to explain Superman. You don't have to explain Batman. I think you do need some explanation as far as Wonder Woman's concerned. Probably less, but, but you I, yeah, I would argue it's very, very minimal. Uh, what about Aquaman? Everyone knows there are problems with Aquaman and the Justice League from people who like the Justice League because Aquaman, right. is, it, the joke being Aquaman is useless. So, well, here's the fl the thing with Aquaman is the question: Do you use Aquaman as just some guy who can talk to animals, you know, see see animals, or do you use Aquaman, the you know, kind of outcast from Atlantis, the true heir of Atlantis? You know, do you include Atlantis in the entire thing, which then requires its own set of explanation and consequence and blah blah blah. So, and I would agree, I would think that the way I picture the movie sort of unfolding is there's a guy who knows all of these people to get them all together. They can't just come and show up. I would, I would argue they can't just show up. So you, in, in that case, I think you would have to use Aquaman, the, the, the king of the sea, the king of, uh, Atlantis. Um, they could just make him a guy, but then what makes him special? Okay. Right. We've got, we've had Green Lantern, but do they do that Green Lantern? Because that Green Lantern was not very well received. Or do they, do they even skip out on Green Lantern? I mean, here's the other the part of this. Who makes the cut for the movie? Is it possible that you see a movie Justice League that is different from the comics Justice League just enough? I, uh... But to, I, I honestly, I think they will have to cut somebody out. Mm -hmm. They they would have to cut somebody out. It's just there's just too many of them to do a movie. And of course, we said something similar about Avengers. But at least with the, the Avengers, all of the characters of note had backstories already. They already had movies. Right. So who do you cut out? Who do you not cut out? First of all, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. They're in. They yes. Have I would argue Flash has to be. Flash in. would have to be in there too, if only because. He is probably the fourth most well-known of as just just people. 
he's the fourth most well known of the uh, of the group. So I think you have Flash. That leaves you with uh, potentially Green Lantern, potentially Aquaman, potentially Martian Manhunter, potentially Cyborg, potentially. Here's why I think they'll use Martian Manhunter, because Martian Manhunter is sort of the de facto administrator for the Justice League, and he makes a very obvious choice for somebody to get everybody together. There was a Justice League video game, I believe, way back when, and I remember seeing someone there who was kind of part of the group. And again, it could just be all, you know, screwed up in my memory, but the Ray is a superhero from DC Comics. Don't know if he actually ever made it onto the Justice League, although being in the DC Universe, there's a good chance that he did. Yeah, he was part of the Freedom Fighters, the All-Star Squadron, and Shay doesn't really ever say that he was part of Justice League. So, either way, going back to your you know question of who makes the team, Green Lantern is a strong possibility, but I think – and I would argue that there's a stronger possibility because are they making a, a sequel to the, the Green Lantern that they did or are they not? Uh, that I don't know. If they are – you have a very – I would argue it's very likely they cut him from Justice League just because then you've got you know two competing Green Lanterns at the same time the way that you've got two competing Supermans. But then again, they are doing two competing Supermans, right. which technically becomes three Supermen in the past however many years of recent memory. I like Supermans, actually. <laughs> Supermans as opposed to Supermen. Supermans. Um... You know, there was actually – from the time period after the death of Superman, it was the reign of the Superman, which was um, the Cyborg, uh, Superboy, uh-huh. Steel. God, I wish they would bring Steel back in a good way, not in a shack way. <laughs> Steel, Steel was my hands down, far and away, best and most favorite uh, character to come out of the entire death and return of Superman. The whole thing. I liked him better than Superman. Huh. I mean, I had the the collected, you know, Reign of the Superman uh, and the Return of Superman, all those all those collected comics after uh, the death of Superman. So seeing Steel come in as a character and the way that he acted in the universe, he was actually one of the only characters to come out of that that had real staying power. I mean, yeah, you had Superboy, but Superboy kind of had been around before and the way that they saw him there uh, as a clone of Superman that didn't fully finish and his powers were very different than um, the traditional Superman powers. You know, he had the ability to manipulate uh, machinery. Uh, he had a, a vulnerability to fire, a couple of other things like that. And then you had the cyborg who became a pretty major villain. And then you had um, the last son of Krypton, I think was the, um, the really kind of dark able to, um, you know, he was he was willing to kill enemies and vaporize them with energy blasts from his hands. That was kind of a construct created by the Fortress of Solitude. So all of those Supermen, you know, during that time, the reign of the Supermen, Steel was absolutely my favorite, and I wish that they would actually make another movie. But again, Steel with with Shaq in it was kind was a really bad movie. It was yes, a it was. really bad movie. It was Shaq in it? I mean, yeah. For some reason, in the nineties. People thought that celebrities could do anything. Yep. And then we're still seeing this today. It still happens occasionally. I mean, Paris Hilton was in a movie. But there was a time when you had, you know, this is back when Eddie Murphy did a did a an album. Bruce Willis did an album. Um, you had Shaq in a video game that bombed. 
Yeah. Um, and and in a TV or in a uh, movie that bombed. Oh, Shaq Fu. Yeah, let's not even get started on Shaq Fu. Uh, but it's it's yeah, I. I, the Justice League, okay, I'm going to say this. This will put an end to Justice League, to the Justice League conversation right now. There's no one with any idea what they're going to do with Justice yeah. League. I, I say that, and I'm intentionally pointing at DC and going, these people don't know what they're going to do with Justice League. There's no, there's nothing, they're going to have to come up with something really good. To be, this is going to be, this is a much larger task than this is a much larger task than we had with the Avengers, which is saying something since the event, as we've said many, many times, the reason the Avengers is so good is that it shouldn't be that good. Yeah. It should not have been that good. Yep. It's, it's just, yeah. I mean, no one has any idea how they're going to do this. Are they going to cut down justice league to being Superman, Batman, wonder woman, you know, I could see them cutting it down to being Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Martian Manhunter. And something happens. No, I think they could leave Flash out of it for, for simplicity's sake. And Martian Manhunter isn't even a part of the team. He's just the guy that gets them all together and says there's this cosmic thing that's going to destroy Earth. You are the, the Earth's three most, you know, you're the Earth's three mightiest heroes, Justice League. And that's how the movie happens. You'd have to pare really down. Oh well, of course. I mean, who? I mean, they could always fight the giant starfish, Starro the Conqueror. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, but you're gonna have to. You would have to pare really down. But that could be. That could be. Uh, just set yourself up. That could be the Justice League that we get. Yep. Is Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman versus Starro, uh, the the galaxy eating starfish? Yeah. You could see that. That could happen. And that would probably, and this is the craziest thing. This is the craziest part about this whole thing. That yeah. might be the best way to do it. Thinking about it from a from a movie standpoint, that might be the best way to do it. Because they're going to have to give us some, they're going to have to at least give us an introduction to Superman. They're going to have to at least give us an introduction to Batman. Yeah. To they're show gonna us have what to kind of us, Superman and Batman we're dealing exactly, with. Exactly. They're going to have to give us a little bit more in-depth Wonder Woman because we don't we there is no Wonder Woman to compare her to. Right. Except where is, for where is she from what is her motivation? Right. What, why does she agree to help these to help these men? Exactly. And then Martian what's what's interesting is Martian Manhunter needs no background. He has a background. Martian. He's part of some sort of, you know, international or this of intergalactic police force. Or hell, he's by himself. He you know, he comes along and says, Yeah, he's just a guy. This destroyed Mars. This yeah. destroyed my people. I've come to you as the last of my people to try to get you to yeah. help me stop this thing. And then the four of them could potentially – would then potentially work together and destroy Starro the Conqueror. <laughs> hey, hey, DC, you listening to this? Hire us. <laughs> I mean I hate to say – because everyone – okay, everyone wants the huge fight – the huge battle with Superman flying around and heat visioning people and Batman having planned for everything and shit's blowing up and more people are dying and Aquaman is like th hitting people with trout or whatever he does. And the Flash <laughs> is running around, and Green Lantern is, like, making fists and punching people, and Wonder Woman is, is you know, being awesome. Everyone wants that to happen against, you know, one of the really classic DC villains. But you're not going to get it. <laughs> you're just, yeah. you can't. Unless the movie, unless they do, like, six, 
Justice League movies, which they they could potentially give us six Justice League movies and go Justice League, Justice League Two, and and really build Anytime up. Anytime they're to that. recruiting a new people, a right? New person. Every time they're recruiting somebody new, I yeah. I don't know. Or uh, we could we let's flip it completely on its head if we're going to be real speculative. What if they just made their own Justice League? What if Superman and Batman aren't in Justice League? Why not leave them out? Why not throw in anybody? You know, I mean, there there are tons of. Why not have? Why not have uh, Green Arrow? Well, you, you wouldn't really want to have. Well, no. Why not have Green Arrow, Hawkman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman? Throw the atom in there for fun. Maybe Blue Beetle. Shit. What? Just oh, anybody. Well, actually, take Hawkman out. Throw Hawkwoman in there. Yeah. Now you have dual female superheroes. That could be the Justice League that you get. The only thing we know is the Justice League you're gonna get is not going to be the Justice League that you that you think you want, which is Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, and Wonder Woman fighting Doctor Doom. It's just not gonna happen. So prepare yourself. <laughs> Because when the when the roll call comes down for who's on the Justice League, mm-hmm. oh the nerd rage, yeah, oh the nerd rage will be palatable. Doctor Doom, by the way, also Marvel. Not shit. Damn it, DC have exactly have good villains. Exactly, Starro the Conqueror. It is. <laughs> um, I I do want to say this before we move out of comic books. Um. Just as, as since we're wrapping this up, um, Coulson lives. Oh, oh yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, we knew that. Coulson uh, in lives. Yeah, we knew that. That's that's happening too. So, <laughs> it's... so in the meantime, while DC is doing well, while DC is doing all this, we can look forward to the Shield television series yes. with Craig Agent Coulson Clark. Yeah, we they, they did also release um, kind of synopsis of all the characters that are going to be in the Shield TV series. The only thing you really learn from that, and I'm not even even going to read it because it's pointless. The only thing you really learn from that is a there's not anybody, none of the main characters are any. It's all completely new. It's brand new to to the to canon. There's nobody. There's nobody that you can go. Oh, that guy. He was this and this and this with this guy. No, none of those people. And then they've just have normal archetypical backgrounds and back backstories and. Yada 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 yada. Yep. So uh, unfortunately, we we've we've stumbled and bumbled through DC and Marvel, often mixing them up, um, to a point where there's not a whole lot of time to talk about much else. But one thing, and this, I swear to God, this is not going to become the Arrow podcast. <laughs> but the second, with staying, it's thematically staying in. The second episode of Arrow uh, has aired, and we've both watched it, and I'm interested to get your, Russell's take on the second episode of Arrow. Now, we talked about what was going to be in the second episode of Arrow before. Right. Uh, the, the, a little real quick synopsis of what we said before. China White, this this triad drug person uh, versus Arrow, yada, 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 going to be great. Or it's it's interesting that they would use such kind of a one-off character, blah, 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 blah. blah. Okay, right. Russell episode two. I swear to God, we're not going to do every single episode, but there are well, some... considering where we left things last week. I feel like we needed to, to gauge it as the season right. goes on. Where are we in episode two of arrow? So going out of episode one, I you know, so thought there were a couple things they needed to fix. They need to flat out say, is he killing people? Is he not killing people? What's going on? You know, set that character and in stone. 
is he willing to go that far or is everyone gonna you know oh they were wearing body armor and despite the fact that this arrow is three inch three and a half you know whatever into their chest they're miraculously alive in a hospital somewhere you know is is he basically the greatest thing that ever happened to health plans ever? Or... Right. Is he is he the reason that your health insurance is going down? Or yeah. or so what is it with that? Is that is extremely important. Something yeah. else that I think is extreme. Well, no, no, we'll, we'll stick with that. I want to bring up right. my my point a little bit. Later. So here's what I thought of the episode. I think they flat out confirmed that yes, he's killing people, and I think that they just accepted the fact that it's going to have to happen because he's called a killer by Paul Blackthorne's character. Well, wait the, a second. Uh, I, I heard that too, but that's not the way that I took it. He killed the two thieves in the warehouse who we saw shoot the guy. Yeah. That makes him a killer. Right. As that well as make... the un, as well as the unspoken, well, he's responsible for the death of my daughter, blah, blah, blah. There's that too. But, yeah. Uh, but but so that I don't think is the justification or that's not the, the code that we were looking for because we got a lot of because I heard that. And my first thought was he could you could see that as him confirming that he's killing all these people, but they still left it way too ambiguous because we right. saw what happened in the first episode happening again in the second episode and nobody said anything i mean he's right. he's i mean he's, he's shooting tons and tons of mooks right he's mowing them down he's blowing them he's shooting them with arrows and they are being blown backwards off of very tall things yes. and landing and going thud very finally yes if that guy winds up quote unquote in a hospital i'm throwing in the towel right now Okay, here's what I so think. That, that's if in the next episode. There's one other thing. There's there's one other thing about this episode that I absolutely have to say. Okay. The fight with him and China White mm -hmm. was beyond disappointing. Oh yeah. Well, let's put it this for, way. For two the, the only reason that anyone knows that her name is China White is because we said it on the podcast last week. Never once did they tell you who she was. Right. She was a random. She was a random. Uh, she was the guy's contact country. with. Yeah. Right. She was. She was triad assassin, whatever. The thing is, the fight with China White was bad for two reasons. One, her setup as a character, her involvement in the episode had almost diddly to do with the episode. And the fight was so short, it wasn't even... And you know, there was no, and there was absolutely no, uh, there was no end to it. They fought, they fought, win. they fought, there was a siren, they both ran away. Right. The other part of it was, I've done stage combat. You know, I, I've been trained in doing sword fighting, fist throwing. You know, I, I'm not what you would call certified at all, but I've been trained and I know what to look for. And I can know sloppy, sloppy action when I see it. That fight was sloppy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could see the fists, the, the punches weren't connecting. You could see that they were basically doing, you know, the. Um... Do you remember watching any of the Bandai um television shows like yes. power Rangers or any of the other ones and, yes. and they get to i believe they get to the parts that were just filmed in japan and then brought over and though the action sequences there were very big and hokey and the big wide wrestling move swings mm -hmm. that you you know are fake mm -hmm. there's no way that you know that guy's foot connected with his face and and the guy just twisted and jumped himself in the air you know right. that it's that's how bad the fight looked. It really Which did. Which may be why that they didn't use as much of it as they did. Because 
there were just two or three times when I saw the thing, and I was like, oh, really? That's just – I wouldn't let that on stage, mm-hmm. much less in front of a camera. I also am pretty sure that I caught a point at the very end of the episode where he's taking his hood and everything off mm-hmm. where they reused footage. And they didn't just reuse footage. They ran the footage backwards. Like there's one point there where he's like taking his – he's taking the hood off and his mm-hmm. eyes blink. And I looked at it and I kind of – I actually tried to rewind it and I remembered it's on live television and I can't do that. But now that I have it on the app, I need to go back and take another look at it because it looked like it was the same shot that they used at the very beginning. They just ran it in reverse. Right. So something tells me that 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 was very sloppily put together cinematographically, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if that's just me seeing things, but the fight was sloppy. The fight was in a way sloppy. I agree that I I, see. I wouldn't have even brought that up because I assume that that's just par for the course as far as uh, CW shows are concerned. Uh, But but you are 100 percent right. The fight was tons of fights on Supernatural. That Macy has, they're they're good, they're fine. Mm-hmm. There are there's plenty of other instances where you can point to it and say, okay, these you know this is how you should be doing it. Right. This, no excuse. Not so much. I mean the fight, the fight from the first episode with the head of security, albeit a rather short fight, that went well. So why are we seeing? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I I will say this: if in the next episode. Here's what's here's what's getting me. Here is why the body count thing is bothering me because no one is no one is expressively coming out and saying that he's killing these people. They're not making. It's not just enough that he kills the people. Yeah. It's not just enough that he's that he's using lethal that he's using lethal force. That's not the point here. The point is there's no. There's no consequence to it. No right. one's saying – no one – the – the uh, what's his name? Uh, Dresden isn't throwing down a, a folder on somebody's desk and going, this man uh, put six body bags in the morgue, and we need to stop him right now. He's up to – he's up to mass murderers. Exactly. Uh, and then the then the lieutenant who who doesn't – who has to kind of agree with with with, uh, with Captain Dresden but doesn't necessarily – but it will, will push him a little bit go, but Bob – we these were these were bad guys. A lot of these guys had records, and they were wanted and murders. I don't care. There's the law, and the law is the law, and you can't just go around my city killing people. The fact that that hasn't happened is bullshit. Completely ridiculous. Also, also, this is the thing that drove me the craziest. Okay, I had a big problem with with Hacker Arrow from last week. The thing right. where he shot into the paneling and that it transferred money from one bank account to another. Right. Just and it was a little blinking thing on an arrow. Okay. I had a problem with that. They topped it with fucking tape recorder arrow. <laughs> tape recorder arrow, Russell. Tape recorder arrow. Tape recorder arrow. Okay? Now now they could have they could have even almost made this made this be okay and made this happen and made it work. If he would have shot the arrow and it would have landed next to the guy's face and then while the, and it was recording the guy but that's not how they used it green arrow is is shooting arrows at this at the the, the big bad for this this series and making him confess to killing this other girl's dad so he confesses also the fact that the producers of arrow think we're stupid enough to think that a confession coerced by a vigilante murderer is going Whatever to be admissible in court. court. That yeah. that's I'm not even going to mention except for the fact that I just mentioned it. That a is ridiculous. But then as he's escaping, he's he's left China White because apparently she's not as interesting as he thought because there are sirens here now. 
Uh, and again, they didn't give her enough of anything to make me at all interested in her. Like, if they bring her back later, I'm going to be like, who cares? Who gives a shit? Really? Uh, so he's running away, and then he's caught by Captain Dresden. And Dresden has a gun on him, and he's like, no, don't, if you so much as breathe, I'll put a bullet in you, blah, 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 blah. So Green Arrow, not only does he move and doesn't get shot, but he throws an arrow at Captain Dresden, which is what I'm just going to call him now. Right. He throws an arrow at Captain Dresden, which knocks, I think it knocks the gun Throw out of his hand. tape recorder arrow. So not the arrow, the weighted tape recorder right. arrow. Right. He, he throws weighted tape recorder arrow. It sticks in a like a crate behind Captain Dresden, and then an arrow gets away. Well, then it starts playing the guy's confession. So let's rewind. He had this specially designed tape recorder arrow on him recording the guy confessing on his person recording the guy confessing why would it be an arrow why wouldn't it just be a tape recorder why the fuck would he make it into an arrow why it it it's just it, <laughs> we've yet to see fire arrows or exploding arrows or well you saw fire arrows arrow. it's a fire arrow at the beginning that's but you not didn't a fire arrow that was an arrow that he lit on fire there's a difference between a fire arrow and an arrow that he lit on fire um oh, we, oh, we haven't like, seriously seen... i'm actually interested what is the difference? Here? Because you don't have to light fire arrow on fire. You don't have to have an existing source of, of fire to shoot a fire arrow at somebody and oh, catch like, things on fire. Like matchstick arrow. It's right. It's an incendiary arrow. I don't actually, just mean a flaming arrow. The Japanese have been doing that since the 1200s. No, I actually, I actually, I actually agree with this, and you're gonna laugh at why. <laughs> Do you ever watch SWAT cats? Turbo cats. <laughs> I, I did watch SWAT cats at one point. They have a missile. I mean, if you want to compare anything, they have a missile, the matchstick, that they shoot, and the friction from the air lights, lights the matchstick on, on fire, and it lights on fire as it goes across. See? And I remember seeing that going, that's the coolest thing ever. I have to admit well, I, now. I, I need not existence of fire at matchstick arrow. I, okay, I will say this. I, I did not know that about SWAT cats. <laughs> Uh, the Radical Squadron. However, I do remember their tagline, though. Um, yeah. I will say that being a 28-year-old man with a college degree, that is probably the coolest thing I've heard all day. Um, yeah. If I saw that in a movie now, I'd be like, that's badass. If they did that in Arrow, I'd be like, bravo, Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would, of course, would say, oh, they stole that from SWAT cats. They stole that from SWAT cats. But they, they haven't used a blunt arrow. And see, that's what I thought they were going to possibly do. Not a boxing glove arrow, which is the trick arrow that people point to and go, really, green arrow? But like a blunt arrow. I figured we would see a lot of blunt arrows, right? Because, right. I mean, that makes sense, at least. Because blunt arrows actually do exist. But we haven't seen any of those. We haven't seen just a simple exploding arrow. We haven't seen, like, proximity mine arrows. We haven't seen, like, gas arrows. arrows. Yeah. All of these are arrows. Not that I'm saying they should do more trick arrows, but what I'm saying is the trick arrows they do are completely fucking stupid. If you're going to do a trick arrow, do one that has some sort of a fucking point, maybe. Any sort of a point. Any of those that I just that I just mentioned would be years better. Give him a little tape recorder that he throws to Harry Dresden. Give him a a little hacker bug thing that he attaches to the computer when he goes sliding by. Don't make it into an arrow. Why? Because it wasn't just. I mean, arrow 
Green Arrow was not just he was a gadget guy. Yes, he had tons of trick arrows, right. but it wasn't just arrows, no. right? I mean, he had. And there was a, a point where there were no trick arrows. There was a point right. where there were no trick arrows. Now, Golden Age. Now, I've said this many, many times. Golden Age Green Arrow was a Batman ripoff. He had the arrow car, right. which I'm glad we haven't seen. Um, he had all these. He had boomerang arrow, which was an arrow with a boomerang on the end of it that still came back, even though that makes absolutely no fucking sense no fucking whatsoever. Sense. He had boxing glove arrows. I think there was a jack in the box arrow. arrow. He had handcuff arrows. Right. He was essentially he was a he was a Batman ripoff. He just was. So that's where we got all these silly trick arrows. But there was that at one point in time where they went with no trick arrows whatsoever. He was the Emerald Archer. He had arrows and he used those arrows to to fight crime, but they were just regular arrows. Which would, if they wanted to do arrow and just do regular arrows, I would have been completely okay with that. Completely okay with that. You would not have heard me saying, we need to have exploding arrows. We need to have grease arrows, uh, which was another classic um, green arrow deal, which we which would not be, which would at least be useful and usable and make sense to somebody with a brain. But the fact that they're doing these ludicrously stupid trick arrows, tape recorder arrow, hacker arrow, but not doing the arrows that people, because I mean, like an ex- just exploding arrow. Mm-hmm. Come on, an arrow that explodes. He's gonna make a tape recorder arrow for those for those rare times that he needs to record a bad guy doing something, and then he gets stopped by the police and needs to use the arrow as a distraction to get away, but still give us a cinematic moment. <laughs> So it so it starts itself. So maybe Harry Dresden doesn't just look at it and go, I'm not going to listen to this and throw it away. Yeah. He has those arrows, but he doesn't think to throw in the quiver an arrow that will blow up when it hits something. Yep. What the fuck are we doing? What planet is this? Does this does this ah, come on? I will I will say this, though. They did have uh, him getting shot with an arrow in a flashback, which goes to show that there are actually people on the island. Yeah, so, and this is this is basically continuing what I thought was going to happen. The very slow the slow reveal of exact, you know, the thing that everyone has kept asking him, what happened on the island? We don't even know what happened on the island. We're so like, what the hell happened on that island? Now we know there was somebody and Now they're slowly. Yeah, but and that was the weird thing. It's not only somebody somebody that's dressed an awful lot like he was whenever they found him. So having seen and little tidbits of revenge and not to give away any spoilers, but if you've seen the first parts of Revenge, you know that there is a bit of an identity switch that happens on there. I mean, the, the Ollie Queen that we get back is obviously the same Ollie Queen, mm-hmm. right? It's got to be. There's no way that there would be someone else on that island that could potentially pass themselves off as Ollie Queen. No. No. So what the hell are we seeing here? Which, admittedly, that honestly is, is probably the only reason why I'm going to watch the next episode. It's gotten very wobbly. The, the stage combat... I refuse to accept bad stage combat. That's that's just I mean unless it's, you know, tongue in cheek winkingly kind of part of the show, which this is not. No, it's not. I refuse to accept bad stage combat. Yeah. I'm going to so, continue to watch it. Everyone is stunned. I'm going to continue to watch it out of 100% morbid curiosity. That is I officially do not like Arrow. Um, I, I am not a fan. I am going to watch it entirely out of morbid curiosity because somebody has to, 
I, I feel like I need being a Green Arrow fan, and I'm not offended as a Green Arrow fan. I'm not going to be one of those people that go, "They're destroying the good name of the Emerald Archer," and they, this is blah blah blah. And I'm not, I'm not going to grognard that. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, as far as TV is concerned, this is not a good television show. Regardless, I'm not mentioning anything about Green. I am from here on out. I'm divorcing Green Arrow from Arrow. Arrow, I will and have started only comparing back to itself. I'm not going to compare it to Green Arrow, except for except for instances where I think something could have very very easily been taken from the comic, like some of these trick arrows could have been taken from the comic and made more sense than the shit that they're doing right now. Very very simply. So, but I'm going to continue to watch, and maybe we'll give you an update on on Arrow Three. As much as I say I don't want to, I really, I will say I really do like griping about this. So <laughs> there's also that. There is one. There is one last thing since we talked about Justice League so much that I wanted to bring up and mention in case anyone you know is looking for more comic-y goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a comic out there that I, a web comic I've picked up relatively recently called JL8 that I would highly recommend anyone who's a fan of the Justice League go pick up. It's basically the Justice League crossed with Muppet Babies. Which sounds ridiculous, but this guy, uh, Yale Stewart, has basically got uh, a comics comic that he's drawn for uh, that he posts on his Tumblr, jl8comic.tumblr.com that is the Justice League when they're like in first grade or kindergarten and, you know, they're going to school and they have all the little things and the problems of going to school. Uh, but it's it's the typical what you would imagine the Justice League team would be. It's got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. It's actually got Power Girl in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got um, Martian Manhunter, who is a new kid at school. It's got Green Lantern. It's got The Flash. And it's got a lot of, you know, little villains in it. You've got... Um, uh, Mr. Freeze, you've got I Lex think Kit- Luthor. Lex Luthor, obviously. Mm-hmm. You've got, if not Catwoman, then Chitara. You've got, or I can never remember. I don't want to keep confusing her with the freaking Thundercat. I was going to say Chitara was a Thundercat. You know who I mean. Not, not. Y- yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a really good comic. It's drawn in a very uh, Sunday morning newspaper comic style which is which is bafflingly hard to pull off looking at that going wow so it's really it's a good 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 comic neil gaiman actually makes an appearance in it yeah i'll uh i will put a link to that in the podcast page it is very good i've also uh i've also been reading it uh it is very and i and i i'm a big power girl fan i always have been uh so it was really interesting to see her in uh to see her show up in in the (laughs) there's a Okay, I, there's a slide very something that I found particularly funny. Uh, at one point in time, they're talking about changing their costumes and everything, and Power Girl has a has a much more conservative costume. The fact that she's you know a child, seven, right, has right. a much more conservative costume than normal Power Girl. If only the fact that there's no cleavage, because uh, that's what I mean. Power Girl has a lot of cleavage. Uh, but there's one point where she's going to go to school and she decides she wants to change her costume. And the way she changes her costume is to make it look like a regular power girls costume. She essentially cuts a hole with a lot of makeup on and a lot of makeup. And she cuts a hole where power girls costume has a hole in the front of it. 
Um, it's not, it's not salaciously done by any, by any means. Uh, but she goes downstairs and her mom makes her chain. Like, very well. Like, no! No, you're not going to school not. like that. And she shows up in, like, jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. And that, to me, that made me laugh, having been, because I, I have always been a supporter, not kind of a pervy supporter, but I've always been a supporter of your sort of female forward comics like Power Girl and Danger Girl. I'm also, I'm also a really big Closet Danger Girl fan uh, because of just how campy and stupid it is, uh, but also how very well written it is. Um, but it was it was funny to see that I'm going to go to school like and she's and knowing that she's dressed like Power Girl actually dresses really just kind of touched a touched my funny bone just slightly so i do highly recommend it as well i'll throw it in the podcast page but that's definitely all the time we have for now um as always our music is out prop featuring asset check them out on uhort.no also uh shoot us some some talkings on twitter i may live tweet the final presidential debate uh just for funds that's at gir podcast you can also shoot us an email at gir podcast at gmail.com also subscribe to us on uh itunes because we're there and it's the cool thing to do Uh, thank you for listening. You have failed this city.